you just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life, we understand how it is. Lawrence goes downfield, the catch is made. Tua goes deep for Waddle, got him in stride. Touchdown, Alabama. Pat's interference. Jalen Hurts solidified himself. He will go down as probably one of my favorite players of all time. There are two kings of college football, but one of them's wearing the crown. Alabama's offensive coordinator position has become just like the defense against the dark arts position at Hogwarts. Don't you find it kind of shocking we haven't been taken off iTunes yet? Hey everyone, Christian Miller here, former Alabama linebacker number 47, and you're listening to Pat's Interference. What's going on everybody? This is year five, episode seven of Pat's Interference. Uh, We are so glad that you have joined us today. This is a college football podcast uh, with your, your favorite host. I uh, can't believe we're in year five, hashtag grad transfer, uh, but my name is Patrick Norwood. I am sitting in Durham, North Carolina, and I am joined by the uh, super beautiful, super sexy Patrick Brickman in Birmingham, Alabama. Brick, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, overselling me there. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Sitting here, You're on, welcome. A, sitting here on a lovely Thursday, just uh, you know, excited about, I guess, this uh, this weekend coming up. We got a, we got a couple good games. We got a, I don't know. Good, pretty good we got, slate, I suppose. We, we've got a good slate. We got a good slate tonight with a three and O Navy and a two and O Memphis. I may have those backwards actually. Uh, kicking off uh, just here in about two hours, so we'll, we'll get some football tonight, and that'll kick off the weekend. Got a couple good Friday games. It's going to be a good one, buddy. It's going to be going. But how's your week been so far? The week has been. It's been a long week. It's felt like it's just sort of drug on forever, and we're over. We're past Hump Day. You know, it's. I got a little cold going. I don't know if you can tell through my voice, but I got a little cold going on that I'm trying to kick. Drinking plenty of orange juice, getting the vitamin C in me, getting the Dayquil rolling. Sure. Steady dose of Dayquil. So, how are you? You How's your week? uh, It's it's been good. It's been good. You know, just wedding planning, chugging along. Jade and I have uh, two weddings that we are attending in the next three weeks. Naturally. Uh, So, you know, that's, that's about par for the course there. One of those weddings actually is six days before our wedding. And buddy, I'll see you in less than a month. You will. You will see me in, in beautiful Durham in less than a month, uh, for what, what's the occasion? Uh, I think it's Skylar's birthday. Skylar's Skylar's birthday. birthday I thought this was, I thought we were going to the furry convention. Uh, no, 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 no. That's in, that's in November. Uh, no, uh, actually I'm, I'm getting married to the, the, the lovely part-time host of, of Jade, of Pat's Interference, Jade Elizabeth Stoner, Norwood. Anything possible! <laughs> Anything's possible, man. My guy's getting married. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, she, uh, she's excited. She's really jacked about it. Over here behind me now, making sure the dogs are quiet during the, during the recording writing. Thank you. Would, would Jade like to say a word? Jade, yell. Hi. There we go. I think that came through sort of semi-clear. Hey, Jade. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, so, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Again, you can find us on social media at PI underscore podcast on Twitter. That's where we really hit our wheelhouse, for being honest. We're also on Facebook, though, at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T apostrophe S Interference. You can also go, go to our website at patsinterference.com. Do not be afraid to email us. patsinterference at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Give us a like. Give yeah. us a listen, a that share, goes, a subscribe. I believe, I believe that goes to your phone. I don't think that goes to my phone anymore because I got a new phone. But yeah, no, I, that's I get okay. all of our emails, and most of them are, are junk. But we just we have so many listeners, you know, and we've got so many people that want to write in. Right. A lot of them get right. into spam. And, and uh, you know, be, due to the, I think, thousands of inquiries we've gotten this week asking us why our name is Pat's Interference, if you think about it, it's actually sort of a play on words, you know. Part of it really is part of football is pass interference, and we are, are we're both named Patrick, uh, and so there's Pats, and you know you think about it, and uh, you know uh, we kind of interfere with each other sometimes because it is a sports talk. Uh, <laughs> couple couple rabble rousers. Today's know? episode uh, is obviously brought to you as always by um by uh by grapes, just grapes. Oh. <laughs> as a as an institution. They help. They help put the show on every week. This is. I am shocked we're still doing this after five years. All right, let's get into last week, shall we? Oh, and don't. Uh, sorry, don't forget to leave us something on iTunes too. Give us, give us a five star rating, and then just actually tell us what you really think. I don't really like. We care what you think, but just make sure it's a five star rating because it, it makes us look good, and that's how we get all of our money from this podcast. So we can pay our interns, and um, I can feed my wife. Before so, a wedding, you know, whatever, whatever that costs yeah. these days. What does a wedding cost these days? 
$40, $50 tops. Wow. I remember back in my day when I got married five years ago, it cost upward of 25 It was a nickel. <laughs> it was a nickel to get married. All right. Thursday, we had a doozy, my friend. Tulane taking on Houston at the big house in New Orleans. And uh, the only thing I want to talk about here, did you see the fake victory formation uh, to get to overtime? The fake kneel down, I should say. The fake kneel, baby. I loved it. Fake Neil Fumble Ruski gets him down, and then the next pass is a touchdown. That's what college football is all about. Also, the Angry Wave, still a fantastic logo. Still one of the best logos in sports. Never change, Tulane. Never change. Never change. The next day, Friday, September 20th, Utah, someone that I had as a dark horse outlier playoff team potentially, doused those dreams with gasoline and then lit a match and threw it on themselves as they lost to USC 30-23. to USC going with their third-string quarterback in that game. I think he still had 350 yards. Yeah, uh, Fink. Uh, Matt Fink is his name, Matt, Matt Fink. Fink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, you know, I think this is a good point to bring up because we're talking about USC. I want a one to one and a half minute. I want 60 to 90 seconds of you talking about not this game, not Utah, not USC, but how this maybe influenced a big recruit uh, this past weekend who made a uh, made a pretty big announcement, my friend. You're going to only give me 90 seconds to talk about my new darling, Bryce Young, I, uh, possibly the uh, number one. He is the number one dual threat quarterback. He's one of the top players in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. I've got him ranked fourth overall. Switches his commitment from USC to Alabama. This was something that sort of was in the... Several weeks, maybe months in the making, but but the way USC started their season and their sort of their quarterback situation with now, you know, JT Daniels, you got Fink, you got what's the other one, Slovis, um, all coming in, all playing well. They're going to have a three-way quarterback competition next year. He switches to Alabama. He loves the Steve Sarkeesian connection. He could, he's good enough, I think, to step in when Tua leaves. You know, provided Tua goes to the NFL next year, like we all expect. Um, the real deal, the kind of commitment that sort of keeps the dynasty moving forward, um, keeps an offense rolling, and uh, yeah, there we go. I like it. I like it. Nice work. That was that was about 55 seconds, so I appreciate you keeping that brief because I know you could talk all day about your boy Bryce I could keep Love. going. We, we could do this whole episode on, on recruiting. I love recruiting. I, I know you could. I know you could, but the people don't want to hear that right now, Brick. Well, uh, real quick, I do want to mention you. You, 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 you spoke. No, not this is this is back to the game. You, you, you brought up you. Utah, right? Uh, a team yes. that you picked to win the Pac-12 and had an outside shot at the uh, the playoff, and, and 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 the media darling sort of coming into the season. A lot of people jumped on that Utah bandwagon. Lee Corso had him in the playoff. Lee Corso. Lee. I trusted had him you in the playoff, and you gave me this. But. There we go. You know, that was our first uh, upset. I guess what I'm trying to say is first conference eliminated. That's what I was trying to think of. Now okay, now I think so the Pac-12 is officially I'm glad you done. mentioned that because now the undefeated teams in the Pac-12, conference record that is, are UCLA, USC, Colorado, Oregon, and Cal. Oh, so you're telling me that UCLA still got a shot to make the playoff? I did not say that. Considering I think you the did. fact they're one and three. Well, think about it. Th- okay, well, now think about it this way. Think about it this way. This is a really stupid thing to bring up on today's episode, but you know how they talk about, you know, a potential playoff scenario where they where they, they do they do like an 18 playoff where the conference winners always make it? Yes. What if UCLA won out and, and made the playoff and despite the way they've played? Could you imagine that UCLA team in a playoff? Okay, continue. That I, I would just sort of thinking in my own head there. Yeah, I think that was a poor choice. Uh, Clemson kicked off Saturday, played 111 players, Brick. 111. Uh, Anyone who could have played in that game played. Trevor Lawrence only threw nine passes, but he had 94 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Brick, that's not a big number. The only thing I want to ask uh, about this game, Clemson rolled 52-10. to They played fantastic. Defense looked great. Uh, The only thing I want to ask you is Trevor Lawrence's Heisman potential over? I wouldn't say it's over, but it's it's uh, it's nearing being on life support because um, they they don't they don't really have any marquee games left. Um, he's not putting up the numbers early in the season that you would hope from the guy that entered the season as the number one you know Heisman leader. Uh, so maybe a matchup against South Carolina, and you know if a lot of other dudes lose, 
or if he just starts throwing for 500 yards a game, but that's not going to happen because Clemson's going to be blowing out every team. Uh, it's on life support. It's it's at least nearing that. Um, I don't know what the odds are now, but they've got to be pretty low for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah I, I'd say so too. Alabama beats Southern Miss uh, 49-7. Tua and the offense look great. Uh, Tua had 293 yards. Najee Harris finally getting some good touches, getting 110 yards in that game. Uh, Brick looking pretty good for the Tide this season as Tua's got 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns, and a QBR of 96. Uh, that's that's tough to beat. Yep. Uh, he, he, they looked amazing. The, the team looked really good. The defense, I, I ended up being, I know I said I was going to go to the Auburn game, but I ended up at this game uh, due to some, I guess, some weather in Texas. But, um, yeah, no, Alabama's defense looked a whole lot better this week than they had in the previous weeks. And I know it's just Southern Miss, but it's more about guys being in the right position, guys being looking a little quicker, looking a little more fresh. Um, again, Southern Miss didn't put up much of a threat, and it's not the same as facing South Carolina, I suppose. But Yeah, uh, I want to save the big games for later. Let's talk a little bit right now about LSU and the play you're seeing from Joe Burrow. Is Joe Burrow legit? Is this a serious... Heisman contender uh, to the likes of Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungavailoa. Absolutely, at this absolutely, he absolutely is. Um, I know it's it's funny to think that you know because we've never been big Joe Burrow guys on this podcast, but if he keeps putting up similar numbers, he is really one upset away from claiming the top spot, and that's in November when they face Alabama, right? If he yeah. if he if he knocks up Alabama in in, in Bryant Denny. You know that's probably going to be a night game. You got to, you have to think that that is a, that's your Heisman front runner right there. Just bait, remember, Johnny Manziel did it immediately was at the top of the list. If Joe Burrow beats Alabama, keeps putting up similar numbers, he will absolutely be the Heisman favorite uh, going into the you know end of the season. Yeah, uh, threw for 400 yards and just couldn't miss the other day. That offense looks like it's really clicking, but we've said this before about LSU, and like you said, it's going to come down to that first weekend in November like it always does between, or I guess second weekend this year, uh, between LSU and Alabama. Auburn uproots Texas A&M on the road, 28-20. Really ugly game. Kellen Mond led both quarterbacks in passing with 335. Looks like Bo Nix is starting to get the hang of the offense a little bit better uh, than some of the other contests earlier in the season. Brick, who are you more afraid of at this point? Uh, I'm going I'm to ask you, Auburn or Georgia? I'm still, I mean, I would still say Georgia. You know, if, if we're, I, I don't know that Auburn's world beaters yet, but... Auburn's in a situation where Auburn's in the situation that they thrive best in. Auburn is is their best where they're they're under the radar and they're getting better every week. And that's exactly what they're doing. Nobody really thinks about them when you're thinking about top ten teams. You know, Auburn and Florida are sort of the outliers right now in the SEC. And that's where Auburn is most dangerous, right? When you when you when you aren't thinking about them. When they are slowly getting better, when they've got a when they've got an offense that's really coming together strong, when they've got a defense that's already solid and already not allowing a ton of yards, and that that twenty points that A and M scored again, that was another late score. I know A and M could have come back and tied it and sent it to overtime, but the eight point difference there, Auburn Auburn really whipped them up and down the field. Yeah, and that's yeah. that Auburn's a team that I don't want to face later in the season because that this is this is their this is this is their danger zone. Yeah, it it's a, it's a snowball effect for sure. Right. It's a snowball effect for sure. Uh, you had uh, another sort of interesting game. Uh, it was it was later in the evening, but I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about it being this close. Despite true freshman quarterback Sam Howell throwing for 323 yards for the Tar Heels, App State gets their first Power 5 upset since 2007 Michigan. The Mountaineers are now undefeated. Uh, going into a very uh, sort of likable schedule. Um, you know, if you're UNC, though, where do you go from here? Because you, you thought Mac Brown brought you back, and you thought everything was going pretty well and swimmingly, and, you know, you, you beat a pretty good, not pretty good, you beat an average uh, Miami team. You beat a team in South Carolina that was giving Bama some struggles, and now you lose to App State. Um, what What do you think needs to happen in Tar Heel country for this season to really get turned around. Uh, it's crazy how, how quickly things change in college. Two weeks ago we were on this, maybe three weeks ago, we were sitting here saying, is, is North Carolina the second best team in the ACC? And we were seriously kind of, I, there was an argument to be made there. 
And and yeah. now you look at this team and they don't have their footing anymore. It, it's crazy. Um, luckily, they're in the ACC. It's a favorable schedule. They can, you know, they'll still have some. I don't know who they have left on their schedule, but if they can rattle off five more wins, you know, seven win season, I'd say that's a win. Uh, you know, in Mac Brown's first year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I it's. He's got to get some recruiting classes in, and I understand that. But losing to App State at home is inexcusable. I, I'm sorry, but they're they're not a they're not a Power Five team. They're barely an FBS team to begin with, and that's not knocking them. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong, but to say that they're going to march into your stadium after you know you're you're two and one, um, and then just completely wax you. Uh, is that's that's pretty inexcusable, and Max got to turn it around really quick. If if they don't make it to a bowl game this year, it, it, he's not getting fired, obviously, because they paid him a ton of money to be there. But you're going to start some to see some recruits leaving them out of their top five, and then it's really going to start going downhill from there. And you're going to be in the same sort of situation you were um, with Larry Fedora, where you thought you had this guy who's going to bring you back to the promised land, and then it just sort of didn't work out. Um, so the Tar Heels really got to figure it out. Moving right along, Super Weapon Pit taking down UCF 35-34 with what they called the Pit Special, which if you know anything of Super Bowl lore uh, is just basically a complete ripoff uh, wide receiver pass to the quarterback into the end zone. Uh, Pitt had a huge lead in this game that they let uh, sort of dissipate. Um, and then they just kind of came back and won it. And our good friends over at the Shutdown Fullcast, who I'm seeing live here in a couple weeks, actually. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, they're, they're coming to Charlotte, so we're going to go out there and say hello to them. Uh, friends of Pat's interference, of course. Naturally. Um, Huge friends. But they, they said that whoever plays, and I think I mentioned this last week, whoever plays Pitt, just they don't play, you know, Pitt doesn't up their game to beat you. Pitt just makes you play the worst football you can possibly pay, play, and then you just end up losing. Uh, and, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, with one minute left, they call a wide receiver pass to the quarterback, score on fourth and goal from the five. Um, or excuse me, I guess it was fourth and three from the four. They could have gotten to the one and gotten a first down. Um, but yeah, so, you know, their quarterback had Dylan Gabriel had two touchdowns, two picks, and a touchdown reception, 338 yards. Um, a guy who's looked pretty unbeatable this year at UCF, Kenny Pickett, uh, basically threw for about 50%, 25 for 47 for 224 yards and one touchdown, which is very uncharacteristic for them. A.J. Davis, a great running back for the Knights, 13 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it's just, it's like getting hit with, uh, like a you lose your turn card in Monopoly. Like, that's what playing Pitt is like. Um, Hey! So you know they're they're the super weapon, man. They're the Death Star. It's it's, it's charging and it fires once a season and kills something really big and then it just goes back down to nothing. So there you go. It's it's it. crazy, you know. Just I trusted you. Just last you week we this. were sitting here uh, talking about UCF and if they go undefeated again, if we really seriously need to talk to about you know to our kids about a, a potential for UCF being in the playoff, yeah. just. You Listen, can't never count your chickens before they hatch in this sport. I'm not here to. I'm, this isn't even to crap on UCF. They just, they fight. Yeah. They really just sort of finally lost a game. You know, eventually yeah, it was yeah. going to happen. I don't think they played horrible. I think Pitt played pretty well. I think it was a sort of a easy. You know, easy. No, nobody no. was nobody was downright pathetic. It just Pitt got no Pitt it won. Just, UCF finally got sloppy. beat. It was sloppy, but teams play. I mean, what I'm saying is. You know, maybe don't 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 count your chicken. It's it's just it's another example of how quickly the storylines change. You know, UCF loses, nobody cares anymore. Nobody nobody will care about UCF the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, no, it's you're right. Storylines change. It's probably a good thing, by the way. If you noticed that our episode didn't get posted last week until after the week was already done. Uh, originally, it was an accident, Brick. Now I'd say it's a blessing. It probably is a blessing. We were awful. <laughs> we we said that Mac Brown, you know, just needed to sort some things out, but they turned it around. We said that UCF could potentially be a playoff team. And then Brick, the other thing we said was uh whew, who lord. Oh buddy, were they jumping around in Wisconsin? Wisconsin Ugh. mops Michigan 35-14. Mops them. Okay. We have 
a pass interference diehard listener, uh, I will need you. What's the what's the timestamp on this? I, I told him I promise I would send him the timestamp. I would be remiss if I didn't. We're pushing almost right at twenty minutes. Twenty okay, twenty minute mark is what I'll tell him. Because he's not going to like this, but you know, his big thing is. I don't like it when people just revel in the glory that Michigan lost. And I said, buddy, I promise you this is not going to happen on this podcast because you and I both put Michigan in the playoff. I don't care that it's, I don't, I don't care that Michigan lost. I don't care that it's Michigan lost. I've actually never like, you know, not in the same way where it's like if Clemson lost, like I'm not reveling in the fact that big, bad Michigan lost. They lost to Wisconsin, a team that's not, you know, I wouldn't say they've had their number, but they've been just as competitive, if not more, than Michigan in that conference for the last decade. So it's not big bad Michigan loss. It's this is a this was embarrassing. It, yeah. It's it is it is a it is an embarrassing loss for Michigan. It's I wouldn't say it's a damning loss. Like they technically, I think Michigan could win out, and if they won out, they'd make the playoff. Early yeah. enough in the season, they lost a game like this, but. It, uh, it's, you want to hear something a little bit worse about this game? Sure. Yeah, Wisconsin didn't throw a touchdown pass. They didn't need to. Every single touchdown was on the ground. They didn't need to throw I, a touchdown it pass. Was, it was 35 nothing late in the third quarter. I mean, look, I, I, hate, I hate being that guy. I really don't. But I'll act like I am. That I do hate it. Jim Harbaugh is not the answer. He's not. No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. To go. If anything cemented it, it's this game. You can't, you cannot lose 35 to 14 in the biggest stage of your season. He has proved time. And I said the same thing about Notre Dame. We're going to get to Notre Dame in a minute. You're not off the hook, Irish. You're not off the hook. But I, I said the same thing about Notre Dame last week. Uh, not on the podcast, because we're morons, <laughs> as we've gone over. Of course. But every single big stage that Michigan and Notre Dame have been presented, and I understand that Notre Dame's had some good wins, but think of the biggest stage from their season. What is it always? The playoff, right? They get into the playoff, and then what happens? They get waxed. They don't just lose. They get walloped, okay? Michigan doesn't always get walloped, but they never show up and win those big games. And look, you can you can preach about recruiting and how great he's been for the program and it's given him a new energy and all that jazz. But man oh man, if you if you're losing by 21 to a team that you should theoretically not only compete with but beat. I mean a lot of teams a lot of guys said that Michigan was going to, it wasn't just us was going to go to the playoffs. This was the year they were going to beat Ohio State. They were going to go to the playoffs. And now no way. There's not a snowball's chance in hell I think Michigan makes it to the playoff. They, they, I mean, they, they, a lot would have to change real quick, and they'd have to— I mean, again, Mich Michigan can win out. They can make the playoff. And I'm not here to talk—I'm not here to, to, to give them a silver lining because I, I, I'm, I'm sort of past that with Michigan. I think you are, too. It's uh, Yeah. Okay, so you're, so you're your buddy, and, and I hate this loss for him because, again, I wanted Michigan to have a good season. I wanted Michigan to be in the playoff. I want somebody to knock Ohio State off of that pedestal in that conference. I really do. I yeah. really do. Um, yeah, sure. But the reason I'm not even reveling— Okay, Jim Harbaugh has been good for Michigan in the way that, okay, he's better than Brady Hoke was. But that's he doesn't have Michigan back to being what we think Michigan should be. And the reason I'm not reveling in the in in the the glory of Michigan losing is because I don't think of Michigan in that way anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. I my brain doesn't put Michigan in that in that upper echelon of teams to to care to not even to, to pay attention just to care about on that regard on a national regard, um, because you just. I, I don't, like you were saying, they just, they don't, well, I can't think of the last huge, huge win Michigan's had. This would have been along those lines, but I'm, I'm sort of rambling here. The reason, the reason I don't care about Michigan losing this game in that way is because I just don't think they're that team to care about that way anymore. Mm. It reminds me of the, uh, there's a great scene in Mad Men, which I know you watched. Um, and that's the only reason I'm bringing it up. I know our. I already know where you're going with it. The the Venn diagram for our listeners and people who watch Mad Men is probably very small and may just include the two of us. But there's a scene where Don Draper pisses off. I think it's like an intern or like a, a junior writer or something. 
and he says, uh, you know, they get in a big tussle. Uh, the junior rider comes in the next day on the elevator. The door's shut, and he's like, you know, I, I couldn't even sleep last night. I was so mad at you. You just you infuriated me. I couldn't even sleep. And the elevator's doors open, and Don Draper turns to him and goes, really? I didn't think of you at all, and completely walked off the elevator. And that's that's exactly how I feel about Michigan right now. Uh, after after this performance, no. I'm o- yes, I'm over them. I'm over Michigan. Yeah. I'm over Har- I'm, Harbaugh's not the answer. He's... He, he he did some great things at Stanford. He played in a Super Bowl. I, I'm I I'm not buying Harbaugh being a long. T- he 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 may get his he may get the win. He may eventually get the win that he needs. But yeah. as a long term bringing Michigan in Michigan's mind, they should be better than Ohio State, right? Yes. That's where Michigan thinks they should be. Long term, yeah. year in year out, Harbaugh's not getting you there. No. No, he's, he's, he's not getting it done. He's not getting it done. Uh, let's move on. Texas and Oklahoma State. Uh, this was a doozy, man. This was a Big 12 shootout for sure. This is textbook Big 12. Uh, 36-30. Sam Ellinger goes 20 for 28 for 281 yards. Four touchdowns, did throw a pick. Uh, Chuba Hubbard with another big game. 37 carries for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and then uh, Tylen Wallace adding to his total on the season two, five catches for 83 yards. Uh, really just a, a shootout, a, a great game. Uh, Oklahoma State just couldn't really pull it out at the end. One thing I want to bring up, though, this came out a couple uh, a couple days later. Um, Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger uh, has been limited at practice this week. Apparently he sustained a rib injury in the LSU game. Okay, So now that's two football games ago, right? He's now being held out of practice for that injury. So does this mean either A, he aggravated it again in the Oklahoma State game, or B, he's been so tough that he's been playing through that injury and still throwing for almost 300 yards a game? I mean, I don't think anybody's ever going to question Ellinger's toughness. That, that dude's no. awesome. I, he's, I, I think he's, he's, been he's playing, a gamer. I think he's been playing hurt. We're getting into that part of the season. We're now into, what, week five yeah. now? So players are playing hurt. It's going to be yeah. that way for the rest of the year. And, hey— I mean, I love Ellinger, and uh, it's a good thing, you know, for Texas that they that they were able to get out of this game because basically Texas' season boils down to don't lose to a team we shouldn't lose to, and we got to beat Oklahoma twice. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Want to go over two more games? One of them very very quickly. Uh, UCLA and Washington State. Washington State's quarterback, uh, Anthony Gordon. Threw for 570 yards, had nine touchdowns. Uh, they were up, I think it was 49-17 uh, late in the third quarter. A game none of us they saw. lost. Yeah, a game none of us even got to watch because this thing, I mean, I, I went to bed with UCLA getting crushed, and I thought, yeah, oh, man. I did too. There we go. Five, this is- 570 yards on 61 passes, and you lose the game. You throw nine touchdowns. You throw two interceptions, which isn't good, but at that ratio, yeah, if you throw the ball 61 times, two of them are probably going to get picked off. Like that's It's college football. That's going to happen. They had a receiver with four touchdown receptions, and they gave up 29 points in the fourth quarter to lose the game. Is this the best comeback you've seen in college football history? Just points-wise. I'm not talking about importance or anything like that. Just the comeback itself. What, from Forget what, I... the two teams. Yeah, I suppose on paper I didn't see it again, of course, but um, it was let me tell you it's go watch it. With, it's with, ridiculous. With when with when the comeback started. Yeah, I would say so. Uh I, I want to see something right quick. I, I have not done any research on this. I, I usually do a good job of doing a, a good bit of research. Um at one point, uh let's see, with a minute and forty six seconds left in the third quarter. ESPN gave Washington State a 98.8% win probability. Woo! That's tough. And they lost. So I just wanted to bring that game up. If you haven't seen the highlights from it, go look them up. Gardner Minshew is there, too. Talk about someone who's taking the nation by storm. Much much to the uh, happiness of my lovely future blushing bride who loves Washington State and all things Mike Leach. She <laughs> she had a tough Sunday morning when she saw that, that storyline. Sorry about that. <laughs> No, it's okay. I think we should bring her on to talk about the game, but she might not want to. 
I, I think she's pretty pretty busy with with things. Well, let's see. You want to come over and talk about Washington State? Yeah, okay. She just asked who did they play last week, so this is gonna go great. They played uh they they played UCLA. Yeah, they they played remember it's the UCLA game and they lost. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Honestly, so, I just pay attention more to Mike Leach's memes and Twitter account than anything. That's the most important thing about Washington State though. Honestly, that is. Yeah, no. It is. It's uh, not what they do on the field. It's not, not guard, what do you hold on, right quick. What do you think of we're just what we're we pulled up the ESPN page. Um, Gardner Minshew wore some very high, uh, tight jorts last week. Yes, he did. Yes. He's high. Now, what would make you say he's high fashion, Jade? Is it the mustache or the jorts? Actually, I'm just thinking back to the one he wore the other week getting off the plane when he was traveling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. The one with the deep V. Yep. Registered Jacksonville Jaguars and Washington State Cougars fan, uh, Jane Stoner. Can mm. I be the fashion consultant for the podcast now? Okay, you're done. Okay. She did, no, you're she done. did a good job. Uh, you're hired. Thank Hi. you. Congrats, you're an intern. All right, I'll send you my address for the check. Bye. Okay, it's all right. All right. We still have to pay our interns. I know. We still yes. We we're running quite the tab for our interns. It got a little. It got a little hot in here, man. I can't afford. Yeah. I can't afford our staff. Uh, yeah, did no. I, I'd like to mention again that this uh, podcast is brought to you by grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we need that if, sweet, if, sweet grape royalty money. <laughs> if William Grape just wants to send the check directly to uh, to Patrick Ribbon's house, that's in Starrett, Alabama. Uh, okay, one more game we got to talk to from talk to talk about from last week. Kind of a downer, if I'm being honest, in the way that I felt about it. Uh, Georgia and Notre Dame. You know, the environment was awesome. I'm sure Georgia's crowd was great. But just there wasn't really anything super exciting from this game. And Brick, I'm going to be honest, uh, the 23-17 victory that Georgia had, I, I just wasn't impressed with either team. What, am, I, am I looking too far into this? Am I, am I looking too far into a game into September? Or did you see something similar? It just seemed like Jake Fromm was never really comfortable passing it downfield, and Georgia wasn't really comfortable giving him the option to pass it downfield. See, I, I would I would actually come from a from a different. I, I was impressed with with both teams. Not as impressed with George as I should have been, right? I told you that you know I, if if Georgia didn't win this game by a ton, I would think that was more against Georgia than Notre Dame. And I stand by that. I was not impressed with, as impressed with Georgia as I thought they should. I should have been. But I still can look at Georgia and go, that's a that's easily a top five team, and I still believe they're yeah. firmly a top three team. The thing that about about Notre Dame that did impress me is they. They're, they're, they had they had a slight moment there sort of toward the end of the game where they lost their footing a little bit. But for 90% of that game, that was a, that was a rough environment. That was a yeah. that was a passionate game and they, they, they stuck in there. they were throwing their own punches. Uh, I was I was very impressed with the way Notre Dame showed up and the way they came and they didn't back down and they and, you know everybody was giving them a three touchdown loss, including the both of us and uh, yeah. They went out there. They made their plays. You know, Ian Book wasn't amazing, but he, he made the plays he needed to. The thing I was least impressed with, which is funny because I saw tweets actually saying that they were impressed. I wasn't super impressed with Notre Dame's play calling, but yep. I, I would I, hate I, to have to make play calls. Notre Dame just doesn't have the skill positions to hang in there with Georgia for that long. They had yeah. their chances to put more points on the board, and they didn't. Uh, fourth down and short that the— that Ian Book, you know, they they had their chances to to put more points on the board. They just sort of let Georgia have their little second half moment. Georgia sort of dug their feet in the sand. I mean, I, I what I saw was an early season dogfight, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I I think Georgia still got to figure some things out. There were just there was a, a a good string of three or four plays where they let Jake Fromm throw the ball down the field, and I was sitting there like, all right. Here we go. Here we go. And then they would just run the ball again for two yards, two yards, throw it on third and short, and about 50% of the time it was completed, about 50% of the time it wasn't. And uh, that's kind of how the game went for the entire time. I just I wasn't impressed with Georgia's play calling. I really wasn't impressed with Notre Dame's play calling. Uh, as far as the flopping and the injuries thing, I think people are blowing it out of proportion. I, I think it's ridiculous, and I think it should never happen, and it's embarrassing. But to sit there and act like it was a game changer. It was something that, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Georgia was driving late, and I get that, but it, it really wasn't as big of a deal as people made it out to be. Um, you know, it, it, 
at some point, Notre Dame was down 13 to 10. It, it looks like they may come back, but I just I still don't really believe in Ian Book winning these big games. And I, I'm not sure Brian Kelly's. The, I'm I'm pretty sure Brian Kelly and Jim Harbaugh are sort of in the same boat. I would put those guys in the same boat where it's just all right. Here you go. Like I said earlier, just let's get to the big game. All right, big games here. What are you going to do? And you lost. Like it's just it's the same thing for me. I I put them in the same boat. I I would mm, I see where you're going with that. Brian Kelly's made two playoffs, Brick. Right. That's what, what I'm Harbaugh saying. Done? That's what I'm saying. Brian Kelly, Michigan's not even winning the big game to get to the big game. Michigan's in a conference, though. Well, like, this is the thing that like I've Brian Ke- what I'm not, to, That's though. not Brian Kelly's fault. What I'm saying is Michigan's not even winning the games to get to the big game. Uh, Notre Dame's getting to the big game, and they're losing them. And that's There's only two teams winning those games anyway, and that's Alabama and Clemson. So like, I can't really hold too much against the fact that they're losing. Because otherwise you could say the same about Kirby Smart. But Kirby Smart's a no-boat. Kirby Smart's fine, right? Jimbo Fisher's fine. All these dudes are fine. I think Brian Kelly's fine. I, I don't put him with Harbaugh because Kelly's getting there. Kelly's making the best of the situation he has. Yeah. Harbaugh by no means is. Harbaugh's, Harbaugh's season was handed to him. He's like, hey, here you go, right? Urban Meyer's gone. All right, you've got Shea Patterson back for another year, all right? Uh, there are other teams in your conference. Penn State going through some growing pains. You got Ohio State going through a transition season. We've seen that that's not really transition season, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's squandering it. Brian Kelly, yes, he hasn't won the big one, but he's been to the big one twice, which is much more than you can say for somebody like Harbaugh or any coach at Notre Dame that came before Brian Kelly for like 30 years. Yeah. So. All right. Let's move on. Let's go to week five. Uh, Week five, again, we've got a good AAC matchup. Fun fact, this game was almost the sweetheart bowl, my friend. It almost was. I'm glad it, sort of glad it wasn't, but sort of glad, I don't know. Uh, so here's the thing we've, we've decided I, I'm sort of springing this on brick we've decided to sort of switch up the sweetheart bowl and we, we talked about starting it next year I think we need to start it this year I, I really do I think what we're going to do is we're going to do maybe a small episode and have the sweetheart bowl be its own sort of episode right and I then agree. obviously we'll live tweet it that Thursday night and everything again it's Buffalo and Kent State mark your calendars off it's in I think mid-November um, it's going to be a big time. Brick and I are both going to tweet like we did last year. May even try and do a live podcast situation, depending on Brick's work schedule. I hope Question so. Mark? I hope we can do that. I mean, I, don't... I, I hope so too. Uh, but again, it's just to keep up with all the games that we're trying to keep up with, all the stats we try and keep up with. You know, I know it doesn't sound like it. We really do a lot of prep for this show. Um, and we're, we're constantly talking about college football. And it's just it's it's one of those things where it's just sort of getting. But we're still gonna we're still working on getting a trophy. By the way, um, I, I'm still working on that because I want that Wake Forest over NC State chiseled into a, a trophy that we can ship back and forth every year. That would be kind of cool. I would love that. So anyway, so that's what we're gonna do. Uh, Buffalo's got Miami of Ohio this weekend. They're obviously gonna kick ass. Uh, but you know, Kent State. It doesn't really matter. They're terrible, and uh, we're going to kill them, and we'll, we'll talk more about the Sweethearts um, around Sweetheart Bowl week. Again, we'll do like a one-off episode where we kind of recap their seasons, but other than that, it's just getting to be kind of a lot, uh, and this is a better way to do it. It's going to be a fun little side piece. It's not going to be a weekly feature anymore. Brick, let's let's do a careless whisper, and then you uh, you tell us a little bit about this maybe Memphis game we're going to see here. I, I know you can't hear it, but I've been doing careless whisper basically since <laughs> you started talking about them, just re-hitting it for like three straight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it abruptly oh cuts off so broken. and I hit it again it's so broken. no this is why it's the best and most widely listened to podcast on iTunes shout widely. out uh, sh- shout out Brad Pitt by the way uh, thank you for the love on Twitter that you gave us yeah no that's great uh, Brad Pitt I don't, and- I don't know what Kent State did it doesn't matter does it no I can't even tell you who they've played this year except uh, they got killed Auburn. by somebody like well Auburn yeah <laughs> Uh, again, this podcast brought to you by Grapes. All right, triple option taking on Memphis uh, tonight. If you want to get out there, you still got – well, that won't make any sense because you're not going to hear this podcast till later. It doesn't matter. Uh, Navy's at Memphis. Break Navy trying to turn it around after a bit of a rough year last year. Um, again, this game was almost a sweetheart bowl. Still kind of pissed it's not. Uh, but Navy, that triple option, it's, it's tough to beat. Uh, but I think if there's a team that's going to do it, it's going to be Memphis. Memphis is really on a roll this season. Um, you know, could be 
uh, a real challenge for UCF later in the year? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Brick, who you got in Navy and Memphis? Give me Memphis, I guess. I don't know what the right. line is, but I'll take Memphis. Yep. Uh, I, I've got an upset uh, watch, not warning, for one of the teams playing on Friday. Okay. Actually, I could say two. I'm going to go with one. I'm going to go with one, and it's going to be horribly wrong, and I'm going to look like a total jerk and just the worst podcaster in the world. Penn State's going to Maryland. Now, I know Maryland just lost to Temple, which is not a good way to start this bit. But that Maryland team was putting up points before that week against Temple. They had a week off, I believe. Now they've got Penn State coming to town. It's an 8 o'clock game. Crowd's going to be rowdy. Everybody knows Maryland fans are a little out there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a last-minute field goal beat James Franklin and the Nittany Lions this week. I can get behind that. A week off and Penn State's got a short week? Yeah, I'll take it. I'll, yep. I'll bulk it. So you want me to give... All right, he picked it. This is his upset stamp. He's putting his name next to it. No, whoa. He I is said putting, watch. He is, putting, <laughs> he is putting his name next to it. I like it, dude. Way to go out there with your picks. That's a, that's amazing. <laughs> that's why I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you... Be- you do anything to make me look worse than I already do. My upset, uh, my upset of the week is Rutgers is going to beat Michigan, right? We've right. we've, we've dogged okay. Michigan so much Stop on today's it. podcast. Stop. They're done. Harbaugh does not even make it on the team plane, right? Rutgers by twenty-one <laughs> in the big house. <laughs> A nooner in the big house. Sitkowski, uh, I'm I'm going six touchdowns for Sitkowski if he's even playing still. I don't even know. Uh, Pac-12 darling Sikowski's the one that got his, his, his crap slapped out of him Did Come you see on. that? Yes, that was incredible <laughs> That was that awesome, was sorry If you haven't seen the clip of the Rutgers lineman Just absolutely uppercutting uh, What's his name, Sikowski? Arthur Sikowski, yeah Sikowski's uh, face mask Like, I, I don't know how else to describe it I know you're probably like, what? He didn't punch him No, it is a full-blown wind-up uppercut I don't know what celebration he was going for but he punched the daylights out of him after don't. a touchdown pass last week. Listeners, don't you love it when we describe videos on this audio-based format? <laughs> <laughs> this completely, this completely uh, visual entity that is a podcast. Um, yeah, you, not not a ton of big games. Uh, Texas Tech, Oklahoma could get interesting, but I really doubt it. I think Jalen's still going to roll in that one. Uh, Breaking. We're just going to kind of go down. I'm going to ask you to pick a winner. Can we do that Let's. for the rest of the? Okay, uh, A and M. Versus Arkansas. Uh, give me Arkansas. Really? I'm just going to be contrarian the whole way. No, I'm not going to take Arkansas. I'm taking A&M. But I really am not a – I don't I, I don't know that Texas A&M should still be sitting pretty at number 23. I just yeah, – I'm not – that's a little high. I'm just not – I'm just not feeling them. I've, I've watched them twice against big games, and they've – not only have they lost them, but they've just looked – Hey, do you remember that time that I said Ugly. that Kellen Mond was an outlier dark horse for the Heisman? I do remember that. I don't know why people still listen to this podcast. Uh, Kansas at TCU. To be fair, I've never really been a big uh, Kellen Mond guy. Uh, Kansas at TCU. Les Miles got his big win, but I'm giving Gary Patterson one here. Heck yeah. Amelia Schatz, my cousin, if you're listening, which I know you're not. Go Frogs. That's right. We'll uh, see you at the wedding. Uh, oh, yeah, you will, actually. Uh, Clemson at North Carolina. Ooh, ooh, this is a tough one. Let I me don't... ask this. this, this the, the, the spread's 27. Does Clemson cover? Yeah, I think they really, I really think they do. Okay, let's roll into the next one then. Ole Miss at Alabama. Alabama is a 37.5 point favorite. Does Alabama cover? Alabama never covers, buddy. I'm not picking them to cover. Alabama Alabama has covered three out of the four weeks of this season. But I, I will do that. I'll, I'll pick Alabama, Alabama outright. I'll, I'll pick Ole Alabama Miss. outright. Alabama has also beat Ole Miss by 50-plus points in the past two seasons. That's true. But, okay. you know. No, 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 no. You, you're you sticking to your guns here. I get it. Whoa, break. Calm down. <laughs> I'm so Calm pissed. down. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. You're really sticking to your guns here. Alabama never covers the spread. I got it. I get it. Hey, Virginia's at Notre Dame. Does Notre Dame bounce back, or is Virginia starting to climb up the leaderboard a little bit? I've got a Virginia fan at work. Uh that sort of a little out there with their Virginia fandom, right? Yeah, they, they, most they, of them. Are. They they they're, they're they see the Auburn of Virginia. They they see Virginia flying under the radar. They say they see them flying through the schedule undefeated. They see them, you know, having a good day in uh, early December and sneaking into the playoff. 
I, I told them I told them this week. I was like, listen, I, I, I discount everything you say. I stop listening when you're talking. Because I can't hear it. <laughs> but I promise you, no matter what happens in this game, Virginia Notre Dame, win, lose, or tie, I will sit down with you and I will have a real football discussion with you about Virginia if you're willing. No, no out no no outlandish stuff. No excuses if they lose. No let's no national champions if they win. We're gonna have a real football discussion. I love this. Uh, by the way, one of my best friends, the lovely Kevin Burke, who is also in my wedding. You will meet him, and I'm very excited for that. Y'all are going to get along swimmingly. Uh, Famously, he's a big Virginia Tech say. guy. Big Virginia Tech guy. So we hate Virginia in this house. Okay? Oh, do we? We do. We're not fans. We're not fans. Notre Dame by like 50. Them. Yeah, Notre Dame by at least 69. Uh, I actually do. I will pick Notre Dame, though. That was a very yeah. roundabout way of me saying I'm taking Notre Dame. Because, again, I was yeah. impressed by what they did. I'll take I'll take Notre Dame, but I think it's gonna be a little bit closer because Virginia's good. Virginia's not bad. And Virginia's I, I really good. Bryce Perkins that. is good. Bryce Hall is good. Their two Bryce dudes are good. Uh, Notre Dame's gonna have sort of a maybe maybe a little hangover with uh, you know the the close sort of disappointing loss there to Georgia, where they had a chance to they they had a chance to even score at the end of the game and win it by one. So they're gonna have a hangover. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I, I agree with you completely, and I think Virginia. I mean, Virginia struggled against ODU last week too, and that ODU team's not bad either. Don't take anything away from them. They've they've given a lot of teams fits. Yeah, they beat they beat Virginia, Virginia Tech, Tech last year, last year. Uh, and Jeez. almost beat them this year. Uh, next, we've got a Pac-12 ranked matchup, which I didn't think was going to be a sentence I would say this season. USC at Washington. Brick, who you got in Seattle? Ah, uh, I don't know. Washington. Cool. Minnesota's at Purdue. I just want to talk about this game because I think it's going to be a fun watch at 3.30. Okay. Let's row the boat then. Row the boat. I love it. I'll, I'll go I'll go Boilermaker up, hammer down. I'm going, hammer I'm down going row the boat straight up. All right. I like it. Uh, Mississippi State at Auburn. Uh, this is the one I'll be at this week. But, uh, nah, Mississippi State's catching Auburn at a bad time. They're... You know, Auburn's offense is, is, is secretly decent right now. Mississippi State's defense hasn't figured themselves out. They they don't match up to them nearly as well as they did last year. Kansas State at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Ooh, Kansas State's ranked. Look at that. Kansas number State's 20, not bad Number 24, year, yeah. I, I, have, I have to be honest with you. I have not paid any attention to them. I'll pick them. Uh, you know, this is my apology to you, Kansas State. I'm going to pick you to win so the next week we can say... He was wrong. There you go. That's our favorite thing to say on this podcast. Uh, yeah, they knocked off Mississippi State last week by seven. Uh, they've also, their, their other two games, I mean, it was Nickel State and Bowling Green State, but 49-14 and 52 nothing. I mean, this defense comes to play, man. So that, that could be a really interesting game, but if it's a Big 12 shootout, I think Oklahoma State by 10. Uh, last couple of games I want to talk about, Brick. You've got Stanford at Oregon State, all right? You just skipped right over undefeated UAB at Western Kentucky. What's up with that? Stanford at Oregon State. No, I mean, Blazer up always. I like, love UAB. You have yes, to understand. Yes, we all do. That's I why love I don't even UAB. talk about them. Blazers always, man. I'm, I'm not talking about the Hilltoppers right now, bro. I'm not going to do it. Good. Good. Don't ask me to because I'm not gonna. Tyler Johnson the third and Spencer Brown are gonna have a lot coming for Western Kentucky. Can you hit me with that saving clip because I just mentioned it? I can't hear it. I'm not going to, so quit asking. There you go. You're good. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, Ohio State at Nebraska. Ohio State is a, I think, 24 point favorite. Brick, do they cover? Let's see. Does this not feel like I might be giving a weird sort of a. I don't know, uh, stereotype to Ohio State that doesn't exist. But does it not always feel like they, they start off cranking out huge wins against some uh, you know very lesser opponents, and then they hit their first real team, and they struggle for a long time? I, I'm not going to say that Nebraska's a real team yet, bud. No, I no, but it's it. the first, like... Yeah, no, I know. I get what you're saying. One that, that, saying. that you look at on their schedule and, and sort of take notice to. I'm not saying that Nebraska's... A great team, but I'm saying it's the first one on their schedule that you look at and go, okay, oh, well, they're playing. Okay, yeah, that's going to be a tough. They're game. playing yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody. I'm not even saying it'll be a tough game, but I actually think they'll struggle for two quarters. So I'm not going to take them 24. Okay, but I, they are going to win. 
All right, they've scored 76 and 51 in their uh, last two games, and their lowest point total is 42 for the season. But, yeah, you're probably right. They've got the ninth-ranked defense in the country. But, yeah, no, there's no way they're stopping Nebraska. Way to stick to your guns. NC State at Florida State and Tallahassee. Who you got in that pillow fight? Uh, (laughs) Dude, I'm Do you even want to pick a team for this game? Because they're both bad. Hell, yeah, I want to pick a team. I'm going to go I'm going to go with give me ooh give me Willie Taggart. <laughs> Something I never thought I'd say on this podcast. Oh, good good old Bill. You know I can't pick Bill NC Bill. State because of what they did to me last year though. Yeah, what they didn't do for you last year, you mean? Exactly. Uh all right, last game. Well, Pac-12 after dark is going to be a fun one. This is my upset warning. Yes, I'm sticking to my guns here. I think Washington State is pissed about last week and they go down is that down? Yeah, that's down. Down to Salt Lake City, and they upset the Utah Utes. Ooh, yeah, I think they beat them too. I would, have, I would, I would pick this. this. Week, other rock fights this week include UCLA at Arizona and Hawaii at the Fighting Malik Henrys, who may get some PT this week, my friend. Let's see it. Hey, by the way, let's uh, let's put our name on this game just because it's here and I'm looking at it. Kentucky, South Carolina. Oh, love it. I'm going to take South Carolina in that one. Uh, I think Ryan Holinsky is the real deal, man. All right, give me Kentucky then because we're doing it. it. All right, I like it. Do you have a sound off this week, bud? Um, I feel like I was bitching about something yesterday, but I can't remember what it was. (laughs) (laughs) So, nah, I'll I'll try to think of it for next week maybe. Okay, I'm going to go with this. Uh, This is going to be a happier one. Jade and I have just eclipsed, as I've mentioned one or 5,000 times to this podcast, uh, we're getting married next month. And I cannot tell you uh, the amount of work that we have put in to this wedding and wedding planning and the amount of crap we've had to do and the support we've had from not family. I'm not going to mention family, although they've been great. Both of our families have been awesome. Our friends have been fantastic in helping us, offering us help, talking to us about things, giving us books, spreadsheets, all of it. Uh, that has not been something that's mentioned. Uh, we have a ton of people coming to this wedding, which we weren't really predicting, but we're very excited about it. Got a lot of people that love you, bud. A lot of people who are flying in from all over the country. And I know when we get closer to the wedding, I'm going to forget to mention this. And I, I want to mention it right now. So we're really excited about that. So that's, that's my sound off for today. And I think that's it. I think that'll do it for us, right? Yeah, actually I played, uh, I played careless whisper through all of that again, by the way. That's beautiful. I can't wait to listen to this podcast and hear all the things you did. Because, you know, I've got like a weird feeling that you are going to uh, just start playing things and I'm not going to know it. And so I'm going to have to go through and listen and make sure that you didn't make me sound like a jerk. You like that? You're doing it right now. Guys being dudes. I know you're doing it right now. I did hit a couple buttons, yes. Okay, let's just go ahead and play the outro, and I'll give us... If if you can catch on to what we're doing in the outro every week, by the way, I'm going to be very impressed. If you go back and listen to all of our episodes and you figure out what we're doing, uh, going to be really impressed. 